0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever it may be, race fans, it's Thursday. You know what that means. It's time to talk a little dirt. Welcome now to what will this be? Episode four, I believe, of the Talking Dirt series. Four. Man, they, they they're just they're chugging along week after week here, Matt. And once again, guys, I'm joined by the voice of the common man's racer, uh, the Lakeview Prodigy himself. They call him Big Papa Matt Bridge. And Matt, welcome back to the show. Uh, four re- four weeks. I would have never thought we'd make it this far already
1: yeah man. um last week we did it for Dell. I guess this week we're doing it for Kevin.
0: Well, we're doing episode four on May the fourth. <laughs> so uh, may the fourth be, be with you all. Uh, may the fourth be with you all. So uh, when you guys are hearing this tomorrow, just just remember that. Uh, and also, by the way, happy Cinco de Mayo before we get into the uh into the episode here. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. um this week in racing was a, a little bit a little bit hectic. Um I know we mentioned in the last episode something that's now outdated. Um, And that was the closure of the then Volunteer Speedway. Now, we'll kick this episode off with saying that literally a day after we recorded that episode, I saw where that had been taken aback, and now they have decided they are reopening the track once again. I'm not sure if it's Vic and his team that are the same owners. I'm not sure if it's somebody else completely. I don't know, but all I do know is that Volunteer Speedway... exactly,
1: that's exactly
0: what I was about to say. That, that's the important part. Um, and hopefully it lasts for a while this time. Uh, they hosted a practice, I think, last Thursday. So uh, hopefully they're back for the long haul. So that that's a a very good sign. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping good things for volunteer because that for Bulls Gap because that place is nuts. Um, that place is cool, and I I'd, I'd love to go watch or definitely announce a, races there. You know,
1: definitely a bucket list track. To, you know, at least go to. Oh,
0: one hundred percent. It was one of my bucket list tracks before I went there, and it continues to be now as. I grow as a as a person now. I think. Let's see. Let's see, Matt. Ha, over your years, can can you name all the dirt tracks that you've been to? And while you do that, I'm going to try and figure out my own.
1: All right. So I've been to obviously Lakeview, Sompter. Been to Cherokee, Modoc, Friendship. Mm. I know I've been to more. I'm, I'm blanking right now. Charlotte.
0: I think you got me beat. Well, you've been doing this a lot longer than me, but you got me beat. I think I'm at.
1: Now that's that's also not including uh <laughs> uh go kart tracks.
0: Yeah, I've we don't been, count go I've kart even, tracks.
1: I've been to even more of those. Anyways. Yeah, now, sure. Now, To watch, I've been to Fayetteville. Sure. Um. I think that's
0: about it well, let's see let's uh, see if Lawrence, i let's see if i've been to any of the you have been alone i was about to say that's that's one that i've been to that you have been to and also like i've been to screvin sonoya um you, you've obviously been to cherokee you know man there's there's one that that was always on my bucket list even though i didn't watch a race there um I, I i've got one that i can hold over your head for a little while
1: oh i got a good one too what's that
0: what's that i uh, uh, there's a, there's a little place up in, in Maryville, Ohio. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've Actually, been it's been Rossburg. Laura. Technically, it's Rossburg. Technically, and that that's still a cool story that uh, they let us just walk around the track all willy nilly. A group of all four right. rednecks from the middle of South Carolina. But what what track are you thinking about?
1: So this track is a super old track. If it's it,
0: closed, I, it closed, oh come on! It
1: closed way back in the day. Oh but I come think on! They, I think they still run micro sprints on it. It's in oh, North really? Carolina. It is a very small. You can race go karts on this track. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's smaller. It's smaller than the go kart track Possum Kingdom. Okay, um, it, called Hammerdown Speedway. Oh yeah, and, okay, yeah, I've heard of oh, it. Oh man, racing there was. tight. I went there to um watch cousin Johnny race one night. This I was very young. Um, and that was my first experience on the outside of a track uh-huh. watching a race, and. It yeah you you know how that goes. Being oh, wear yeah, no glasses or nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. Oh my gosh. That's Speaking of not of wearing any glasses, I I had a I had a similar uh, experience when we went to Screvin. That place is so sandy, so dusty, mm-hmm. and uh, great track, great racing. Don't get me wrong, but just the dust was killing me. I yeah. In my smartness, I've decided to leave the goggles at the trailer. And go up to try and film from the top of turn three. Uh-huh. Although I got some freaking amazing shots, dude. I was picking grits of sand out of my hair, my, fa- my pores, my eyes for the next three weeks. So uh, that was not fun.
1: Also, I've also been to uh, another close track is Dublin up in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Yep. And also I raced at Halifax last year
0: that's all the
1: know. that's all the dirt car tracks I've been to.
0: Well, I I've, I've got a few on my bucket list that I should get to go to this year if if I travel with banjo a little bit, which I'm I'm but, Oh, speaking of banjo, man. Side note, uh new shirts have been leaked on the Wicked Fab page. You guys go check those out. Um check it out right now. Yeah, go check it out right now. First, these things these things are freaking awesome. I think we're gonna go with uh with the black color the gray and maybe the pink, but I could be wrong they might be changing out the the black for a blue, but i I really like that the that design on a on a black t shirt so the I hope they ones, stick with that the one black the black one's, ones the nicest yeah, yeah, the black the one's definitely ones, the nicest
1: the gray ones aren't bad, but the black ones that's I might have to get well the one only
0: one thing one. with the gray ones that I noticed, and I told Robbie about this is the the background design kind of bleeds into the shirt, yeah the 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 background gray and the design just bleeds into the shirt and you can't really see it that's the only reason I don't particularly like that one over pink or blue, um, but uh, oh
1: yeah if y'all did blue ones that would
0: be yeah weird. that they I think they're gonna do blue um another thing with pink and I told them this uh the the car the ref on the car and the shirts are to signify that David and his wife are having a boy right so we're gonna put do pink shirts yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, does that make does that make sense? Like, in a way, because pink's always used to signify a girl, and if you if you catch my drift, there it kind of makes sense. But uh, then again, those pink yeah. designs looked awesome, so I kind of hope we do that. I don't. know. I'm torn. I'm honestly torn. Um, again, I don't really have any say in the matter. I just kind of like help them <laughs> sell them and wear them and model them and whatever else. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, get those uh, first-come-first-serve on the T-shirts. Go check them out over on Facebook.com forward slash Wicked Fabrication. I'm going to try to get back started with their YouTube stuff very soon, as soon as I have any kind of a free moment. So, y'all stay tuned for that. Matt, how's your YouTube looking?
1: The same as episode
0: one. Awkward silence and a bad reaction. All right, cool. (laughs) I
1: I have been so busy lately, and not even with racing. I've been doing other things, and I just – I've been – I haven't had time to really do anything.
0: Uh huh. Well, I mean, I I can't blame you. I've been a, honestly the same way. Um. So yeah, YouTube's always in the forefront, but now that I've started the podcast and I'm working on the stuff for the stuff for the racetrack, trying to make it uh into what my vision is, along with Sissy's vision, um, who kind of who runs the racetrack. Uh, we're we're trying to do a lot of stuff with that to uh, provide the best content for for the the average race fan out there. Um. And speaking of racing, let's talk about a little bit of racing, Matt. Thursday night, uh, the Castrol Night in America on Flow Racing kicked off the week. Or was that Wednesday, actually? That was Wednesday. Or Tuesday. What was it? What day was it, Matt? Uh, I thought they were just racing Friday and Saturday. No, it it wasn't Friday. I think it was Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. They kicked off at Eldora on Wednesday, and Kyle Larson absolutely dominated everybody. Kyle Larson wrecked house. Nobody touched him. Um, but the funny part is, hold just a second. Uh, that was awkward. I had to sneeze. I thought I was going to sneeze and it went away. So I'm back guys. (laughs) Um, Kyle Larson absolutely dominated, but the funny part there was Jonathan Davenport made a comment that I thought was hilarious. This man after what was it, a heat race came in, did an interview and said, yeah, the Trump Rufford Mexican prison out there. (laughs) <laughs> and, dude, I'm telling you, NASCAR would have ate that up. We saw, oh, Denny yeah. Hamlin, we saw Denny Hamlin have to go through sensitivity training for making a family guy joke towards Kyle Larson because of his ethnic background, which, I mean, eh, not not really cool, like, kind of out of place for the joke. But, again, I mean, it's all in good fun. I don't know how Kyle took it personally, but, I, I mean, I would have thought it was funny. Think, I don't
1: think he cared too much. I mean, he's got other stuff going on. He can't.
0: I don't think he's I honestly may I think not, not have even seen, seen it. Tweeted. He probably didn't even see it, to be honest. And I mean, Danny Hamlin really doesn't have any spot to be tweeting right now. His season's not doing too good. Um, now, I just <laughs> want to make
1: a quick comment. I see a lot of people, you know, bashing tracks for on Facebook for being rough. See, even a lot lot tracks of, like this.
0: Dude, a it lot it of happens. tracks are having problems. The, it I, happens. It does, and a lot of it them happens. are having problems with... With the dirt, with the with the weather that we're having right now, the moisture in the air, the 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 composition of the dirt, since in different things, it's it's really difficult to master it. And for a long time, Sumter had it perfect. And then recently, obviously, everybody knows this. Listen to this: they've had some issues with with the tracks. It started with a hole in Turn One, then that transferred to a hole in Turn Three. After we fixed the hole in Turn One, and then after they fixed the hole in Turn Three, just about. There's a rut down the front straightaway now. It, it, if it ain't one thing, it's another, Matt. You know this. Everybody knows yep. this. But they're doing all they can to fix it. So did Eldor. Eldor hard. They were hard at work the night after the race. You know, and I'm sure other tracks had problems. So d- don't go and bash a track just because yeah. they're having issues. That's, that's, not, that's really not a track problem. That's not something that the track's doing wrong. It's something they really can't control, and they're working their tails off, I assure you, to fix it.
1: I've even seen asphalt tracks rut up. Chunks of asphalt yeah. flying off the track. I mean, but anyways, I just went off on a little tangent.
0: I Man, when the tires turning that many revolutions per second, yeah, it's it's gonna affect something that's not molecularly all intact with each other and combined. You know, it it's bound to happen at a dirt track, and everybody knows that, but everybody's gonna find a way to complain about it. Moving on, uh Thursday night, Brownstown Speedway is where the uh Kestrel Flow Racing Night America ended up going. And uh if I'm not mistaken, Davenport waxed the entire field in that one. Matter, am I correct in that? I believe so. Pretty sure Jonathan Davenport was like a straightaway and a half ahead by lap two. Like that, that one wasn't even close. He dominated, from what I remember seeing. I may be wrong. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Um, I believe Matt's going to fact check me right now. Um, so yeah that that was Brownstown on Thursday night, and then we had after that a lot of uh good, very good racing action here in the uh the Carolinas, and that got jump started on Friday night. um, let's see who raced first on friday. we'll go by uh by time raced uh let's see first on Friday night, you had Carolina Speedway they ended up running Friday. Uh, run through a couple of results here. Luke Edson wins in Thunder Sportsman. Hunter Thunderberg wins Thunder Bomber. Bailey Lofton wins Super Sportsman. Scott Kloniger wins Hornets. Uh, John Mullinax wins Pure Street. Caleb McLaughlin wins in a Pro Four. And then Jeff Oliver uh, continues his hot streak with the Carolina Sprint Tour, taking victory there. Uh, so Not really the good. Run.
1: Did win by the way.
0: Okay, thank All you for it fact took checking me. A me. And while. then. Back to late models, you saw. I think it was Friday. A tweet was put out by uh, Caitlin Larson, who's Kyle Larson's wife, and she said that Kyle would not be running the uh, the dirt late model dream this year or the the million, the Eldora million. Yep. And, and did you see where Bobby Pierce, Bobby Pierce, subtweeted and said, or she? Okay, for reference, she said that they would miss those races because. Uh, one of Kyle's best friends was getting married, and then Bobby Pierce subtweets that and says, "A huge thank you to Kyle Larson's friend on behalf of the entire dirt lay model racing world."
1: It, so it said, it said, "Thank you, Kyle Larson's friend, by all competitors." <laughs>
0: so that was very entertaining. That people are, I guess, would you say people are scared of Kyle Larson right now in the dirt lay model world? I mean, particularly at Eldora, because he looked after, lights out.
1: After that performance at Eldora, yeah, I mean, you kind of, I mean, everybody's talking about, you know, Kyle Larson though. But one person you cannot count out at Eldora, gonna be Overton,
0: Jonathan Davenport, and in him too, them. I mean, Jonathan Davenport, Bobby Pierce is always good at Dora. Yeah, um, so many other guys. Tim McCready's good at Eldora. But, I mean, you remember uh, Dennis Overton's Herb's good at Eldora. Overton's freaking. Year. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I I think he'll be in the top five, but I mean, Overton's kind of not been that hot this year. I don't know what's going on with that team, but uh, I hope he writes the ship. Uh, I think he's got another month to prepare for that one before the uh, the the dirt late model dream, as well as the uh, Eldora Million. So yeah, and um, super late models ramping back up the. I saw somebody somebody on Facebook, not gonna name them, but they said, "Yeah, racing every every day of the week here sure is helping the tire shortage." Uh, so yep. I, that made you, that made me think. I'm like, man, what if we get to if we get to August and September where all the big money races are kind of lined up and they're really getting canceled because we can't get tires? You know, that those, those yeah. kind of thoughts are what's crossing my mind right now because this is getting worse and worse as we record these episodes. I, this tire just, shortage for I, all all classes
1: hope that uh <clears throat> hoosier and american racer get their you know situations right by
0: then elon musk buys hoosier and then we will never have to worry about it again yeah, i saw that fake <laughs> it's, a, it's <laughs> such a fake tweet but it's so amazing i loved it this man um, faked an elon musk tweet said now i'm gonna buy hoosier and <laughs> solve the the uh the tire problem for the entire racing community and you can all thank me or whatever and that that kind of made my day, but I mean it, it really points a light at how bad this is getting. Um serious promoters are really struggling. Um so yeah, y'all if, if if y'all have any connections over there in China where they're where they're needing these chemicals and such from to get these tires made, uh pull those strings and let's make it happen. So so Matt, without further ado, let's get back to some racing here from uh, Friday night. The only other place that I found that raced on Friday night in in South Carolina was Traveler's Rest. Uh And at Traveler's Rest, I think they had 26 cars take the green flag in the Extreme 4 class, which is nuts. TR is not a big track by any means. It's not a small track either, but 26 cars in one class is freaking huge. I think Wayne Taylor went on to win that one, actually. So big congrats to Wayne for a a big win there at TR on Friday night. Chris Atkins wins in Renegade. Dale Bennett wins the, uh, the rookie division. Jason McGrew wins Pure Stock. Uh, Dwayne Worley wins Thunder Bomber, Chris Jackson win, wins Crate Sportsman, and Cody Jones wins Thunder Bomber to uh, round out the night in the Carolinas over at Traveler's Rest. And then I think the only racing on Friday was the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars and Late Models at uh, at Bristol. I don't have the uh, the sprint car uh, results in front of me here, but I can tell you that uh, Ricky Weiss went to Victor Lane Friday night with the World of Outlaws Late Models. Um. No? Jonathan Davenport?
1: Yes, he went. Jonathan Davenport won Friday and Ricky won Saturday.
0: I had it backwards. Okay. So, uh, Davenport wins Friday. Weiss wins Saturday and then the big headline Friday night also involved the man that we just talked about a moment ago, Kyle Larson who was pulling double duty and was going to be a couple minutes late to staging so they run a really tight ship there. I know there was a lot of controversy about it but he was end up put being put to the tail at the start of the feature. Matt, do you have a comment on this? Because these that uh, it's it's a it's a tricky situation they're running a series like that.
1: I like it. Rules are rules. I mean, I get that he's pulling double duty in you know two classes where you just don't do that. But at the same time, I mean, rules are rules. I know a lot of people probably won't agree with me on that, but I mean, that's. That's just the way I feel about it.
0: I mean, hey, it gave us a, a pretty decent race to watch if you saw any of it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, he, he was making moves left and right. He was flying, driving uh, the rail there at Bristol. Uh, a lot of other people decided not to do that. They were scared of it. Uh, Larson was able to make his way up to, what was it, second before he popped a tire on the last lap? I believe I so. it was second trailing Davenport. And yeah, didn't get to watch it. But. And, uh, and then pops a tire. That brings it into us Friday night. And then he and and, uh, and Rumley both had some some uh, comments made towards a uh, world racing group in the world of outlaws. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know where that situation is going to go. I'm going to try and keep a close eye on it. Uh, if you guys want to as well, feel free to follow along. I'll share as much stuff on, on my Facebook page uh, about that as I can. And um, I moving. just want to say this
1: I I know we talked about this prior to recording this episode, and we just gonna have to agree to disagree. I m uh Mr. Uh Rumley, he uh made the statement of ev everybody was there to watch Kyle Larson race. I just I don't agree with that. I, I mean, yeah, there's Kyle Larson fans, but those Kyle Larson fans are fans of other drivers that they went to watch as well. I I don't. I just. I disagree with that statement.
0: I, yeah, but at the same point, he was trying to. That that's kind of the card that he was trying to play, though. He was, is he was trying asking, to make
1: him. He, he was asking you know because Kyle Larson's somebody big. Them you know look out for him.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, in a sense. Well, actually, that's probably a hundred percent what it was. I mean, I, I was he on poll for that feature. By chance, I don't remember. I like I said, I didn't. I mean, if he yeah. was, then it then it is a big deal. If he wasn't, if he was mid pack, then it's really not that big of a deal. But I mean, it gave us a good race. I'm not gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna really delve into uh, the logistics of it and say who was wrong, who was right, because. Realistically, I'm just watching along, same as all the racing other racing fans out there, to see what happens here. If there's a fine or suspension or whatever from from the world of outlaws towards them, I have no idea what's going to happen there. But uh, and I don't yeah, want anybody to get that me wrong.
1: I I am a I I do like Kyle Larson. I am a Kyle Larson fan. I think what he does is great. He's one of the best race car drivers to ever set foot in a race car. Introduced but, a lot of
0: people back to dirt racing. You know the whole
1: back to NASCAR.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, no hate on the guy, but.
0: Well, I mean, uh-huh. just don't play iRacing <laughs> with him. Um, <laughs> moving right along, we jump into Saturday. A lot of racing took place Saturday. We'll, we'll start the rundowns by talking about uh, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. Particularly, they raced at Harris. I couldn't find the uh, the rest of the the notes for the results, unfortunately, on my race monitor. But uh, the Blue Ridge race at Harris, I heard was a really good one. Didn't get to see it in person. But... Uh, Scott Shire crosses the line first, but our our good old friend that's been peek, peeking its eye around the corner a lot this year The droop rule had something to say about that uh, Scott unfortunately fails the droop rule uh, technical inspection and the win is then awarded to uh, a regular Lawrence runner who this kind of surprised me Dino long in the uh, K9 car uh, Goes to victory lane with the blue ridge out late models taking home three thousand dollars in round two of their uh, their shootout series uh, that culminates, I think, at Sumter and then Lakeview later on this year. So, and of course, Lakeview had to have the la- have the last after Matt, but uh, I think, <laughs> I think it couldn't have, it couldn't Nance. let us have anything nice.
1: I think Matthew Nance finished fourth.
0: Okay, I mean, uh, still good a good run. Not
1: a great run. I mean, I mean yeah, still a so good run. He still
0: yeah. leaps and bounds. Like he's got that points lead by a long so, margin right now
1: surprisingly though you want to know who finished
0: third who's that
1: eddie bags
0: well, why is that surprising matt I, i'm just oh, saying come on. why is that surprising
1: I'm not eddie. saying that that's a he's doing good
0: eddie bags I mean, really turning man. some head right he's turning yeah. some heads right now that man he uh, a he's great doing run good. at. a great good. run at lancaster and now it follows it up with a solid run at harris i mean eddie bags is he's he's learning a thing or two and He's uh, he's turning some heads right now with that uh the Blue Ridge crowd, um, so that was Blue Ridge at uh, at Harris on Saturday, and then we take a look at Lancaster. They had the uh, Southeastern Hornet Association as a headliner. Uh, I believe let's see here, Dan Benson returns to Victory Lane uh, with the win in the uh, the Hornet feature. I think twenty cars took the green green for that one, so a, a good win there for Dan Benson uh brandy baker wins in renegade once again uh pebo johnson returns after a few weeks uh out, outside of lancaster he wins in pure stock kevin godwin takes his car to victory lane in the uh, limited late model division so big shout out to uh kevin Godwin and, and Godwin racing he races for uh, fun fact did you know that he races for jordan anderson who's a nascar driver really That's nice. yeah uh the the Godwin said they've been teamed up with jordan anderson now for a little while um and that that's why he was part of the big um big thing with oh what was it at bristol last year he's one of the first cars that got the test do oh, you remember okay. that yeah because yeah. It, I, i'm not sure if yeah. it's because of the connection with jordan or if he just signed up for it but uh yeah they, they are uh they're linked in with jordan anderson racing so that that's uh pretty cool for a driver from around this area and of mm. course jordan from around this area as well so uh shout out to him shout out to kevin shout out to all of them I'll uh, see the name here Jacob Funderburg wins in Thunder Bomber Jamie Tomason wins crate sportsman and Kaylee Wallace wins young guns for uh, for Lancaster um, And I can't speak highly enough about Lancaster motor speedway They do such a great job my my buddy Matt Wheeler on the call there every weekend one of the absolute best in the game uh, I've been, I, I aspire to be like him um, in, in my own way do Matt. Matt's so good
1: he mixes up nicknames from time to time, but it's all good. He does. He, does <laughs> make, he mixes up
0: nicknames from time to time. and and uh, But overall, Matt oh, Wheeler, a great yeah, guy. He's, um, a he's, he's asking me if he can come get back on the call for a race or two at Sumter this year, and I'm going to try and make that happen. But, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to go up there a few weeks ago and, uh, and call races while he was absent. And I hope to do it with him one time because, dude, when you get me and him together on a call, it is absolutely electric, if anybody remembers. That fateful night at at Lakeview, I think we can go back and watch it on BAM Racing videos. I might have to, dude. I might, I might pull me a uh, a binge on BAM Racing videos tonight and listen to myself, Matt. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty egotistical tonight. Not gonna lie to you. Okay.
1: Normal people don't usually like to hear themselves talk.
0: You know, (laughs) funnily enough, when I when I first started uh, getting into the racing scene and announcing and such, I hated it. I absolutely despised it. And and it, it's it's all a growing thing because when you get up there like you did, whenever I tried to put you on the spot last year and you heard your voice and kind of froze, oh that's yeah. that's that- that's what it is. You know, like you you get up there the first time I dude, the first time that Sissy put me on the spot and I now dude, I cannot tell you the nerves that went through my body. My, oh my God, I was shaking from head to toe. My stomach felt like it was about to turn inside out and then eat itself again. Dude, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. And then I got the hang of it as the night went on and I was ready to do it again next week. And the rest is history, obviously, as I'm still doing it now and really, really enjoying the season so far. The racing that I've been on the call for it anywhere has been freaking fantastic. Um, But yeah, it's something you just got to get used to. Oh and, yeah, and and you will over time. Is is we even as we continue to do the podcast? Like, do you sit down and listen to the podcast that we do? I listen to them while we're at work. While I'm at work, um, so you don't hate your voice that much.
1: I do, but I just I get over
0: <laughs> it. Is that's kind of what you had to. Do. That's kind of what I did. Just get over it. I don't care if I don't sound like I think or like. Other people think I sound. Uh, I know that people enjoy the podcast. People enjoy my announcing from time to time, besides a couple of people. Um, Mainly TJ White. TJ, yes, I'm calling you out right now. Uh, I want you to love me, please. Um, (laughs) That sounded so good. All (laughs) right. Cutting that out. I think you should leave it in. I might leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just for a shout out for dj because he's one of my favorite people um all right <laughs> <laughs> all right back on track here let's continue to talk about some racing uh we'll jump away from Lancaster. we'll take a, a short trip uh to the northwest and we'll go to cherokee speedway where uh, madison hoots ended up winning thunder bomber benji knight finished second and oh hot rod rod tucker Came home in third in Thunder Bomber. Uh, I think it was like 20 Thunder Bombers at Cherokee. So that was a freaking great car count for them. Uh, Eric Rogers wins in the vintage class. Blake Bentley beats out Caleb McLaughlin and Ricky Green to take a street stock bakery worth $1,000. Uh, so big win for him. Uh, good run for Caleb McLaughlin trying to get that 83 back in a victory lane. And then Ricky Green, I guess just restarting out this year. Um, I hadn't really seen him run very many places yet. So uh, good to see him back in action and uh, finishing in a top three to uh, at the start of the year here. Uh, Travis Jamison, Matt, goes to victory lane in Extreme 4. Spark, Sparks Paris wins Pro 4. Preston Dimsdale wins the Charger division. And Bradley Whiteside wins in Young Guns. And they not Street have a late model? Didn't run late models. How about that?
1: Oh, no, because 604s is a weekly, weekly class.
0: Yeah, it is. And I'm not sure why they didn't run unless – they were categorized in, in scoring as the six hundred four charger or six hundred two six hundred four chargers, but I'm not sure if those were. late. I don't know what uh. those were. Um, so yeah, I didn't see any late models from Cherokee, so that's interesting to say the mm. least. But um, yeah, moving on from Cherokee, they ran a good show. Obviously, uh, we go to Fayetteville, and I believe Matt they had an extremely good car count on the Legends Clash. Ran two features, all different mm. drivers in both features. Uh, in one of the Legends features, Eddie Daniels goes to victory lane. And in the other, Greg Dole wins. He wins the second feature for the Legends class. Uh, then we get into your three uh, Mid East classes that raced. It was the MIDI 602 late models, the MIDI Street Stocks, and the Midi 602 Modifieds. Uh, with the 602 late models, Preston Blaylock goes to victory lane. Over 19 other competitors. Good win for Blaylock there. In Street Stock, Sumter's Cameron Holloway comes home sixth. And your winner, man! How about this? Uh, another big win for Mitchell Duval. Oh, yeah. Mitchell oh, Duval yeah. on a tear right now. He sure is. I mean, beating One out Carolina. You know, there you go. Yeah. That day of a winning. Mitchell's all over the place and bad faster than that new ride of his So, oh yeah, keep it keep it up, Mitchell Duval and company. That that car is on a rail with the 602 modifieds for the Mid East Series. Trace Stamper. Goes to Victory Lane at Fayetteville. Uh, Greg Dole went, or I, I stated earlier, Greg Dole won the second feature for the Legends. Uh, another another good show for Fayetteville. They uh, continue to improve, as are most tracks in the Carolinas right now. I don't see many that are on a downward spiral. Um, mm-hmm. Although some would say it's my track, whatever. Um, the
1: only thing, the only one I would consider for that is Modoc, just because it's this late in the season. Well, they it's open yet.
0: My I mean, I, weird. That, dude. I,
1: okay, I'm not gonna say they're in a downward spiral. They're the closest ones to being in a downward spiral.
0: Yeah, but spiral. it's weird. You undergo an ownership change.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. They change. I, they I they change the name. Which, first off, I mean, I'm still, uh, I'm still iffy about it. I mean, Little River kind of has a nice ring to it, but it's now been i think six or seven postponements in a row you know say so, yeah you kind of got to get it together and get it started but i mean that's I'd like all right i'll give you a good example finally do something
1: when mr scott mr tim took over late year, they didn't make any changes to to it till after the first year they mm-hmm. took over yep because they took they knew when they took over that it was close to the start of the season and that if they were to start making changes to the track, it'd be halfway through the season before they could start racing.
0: That's right. You know,
1: so you kind of kind of got to weigh weigh your options on that one. But I hope hopefully they get it together soon.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so too. And I I want to see you and some other guys that I know go back there because a lot of people enjoy that track for uh, for what it is. Um, I remember back in the day at Modoc, I remember hearing stories of guys telling each other like asking each other how to go drive that place and this was way back this was five ten years ago they said yeah you go down the front straightaway and when you hit that big old hole going the turnable one that's where you set your car <laughs> and, and that, that was kind of the the joke for a while that Modoc was rough and and uh and also was as well how do you get there well you go way out to the middle of nowhere uh, in south yeah. carolina and you just there keep you going go. straight and then yep. you take a right and just keep going in the middle of nowhere and then you'll find it and yeah, it's, uh, it's, way it's darker, out man. there, dude. MoDoc um, is out there. forgot
1: what
0: I was um, about to say. Dun, 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 dun. Matt forgets. Um. So well, I guess <laughs> if you're forgetting, let's move on here and talk a little bit about your home track, uh, Lakeview Motor Speedway. And Look. this one was kind of interesting because it started out. What was it? I believe just two grand maybe to win in yeah. the late model division. Then all of the sudden it bumps to three and all heck breaks loose. Yes, sir. I mean, and that that's kind of been the uh, the M.O. of Lakeview here recently. Uh, bigger purses, and I'm so glad that they can afford to do it. Uh, yeah, Tim and I, Scott I, putting so much into that track.
1: I think they said there's not going to be a single late model race for less than 2,000 to win this year.
0: Which is freaking awesome with the tire shortage. I mean, obviously some tracks can't really afford to do that, but Lakeview has done a great job with marketing partners oh, yeah. and such to be able to do that um so yeah they end up putting up three grand to win in the late model division do you you know how many cars showed up for that one matt um i know it was in i know it was at least in the teens i'm kind of hoping that it was more but i I know my buddy the the racing evangelist clint hodges was down there if y'all if y'all want to check out clint uh does a, a great job at promoting not only racing in general but his faith his devotion to our lord and savior jesus christ uh they had um, twelve. They had twelve, so I mean in the teens, not a not a bad turnout. Um so yeah, if you guys want to check out Clint and follow along with some of his stuff that he does, grab one of his cool looking t shirts. You can follow him on Facebook. Uh check him out at the Racing Evangelist 83H. Uh that that's he's a he's a really cool dude that uh funny story, he, he showed up to the the steel block race at Sumter when we hosted it last year for the first uh Billy Cagle Memorial uh and they just randomly showed up friday night they say yeah we heard y'all had a practice he shows up nate these guys are countries they could get out of the sticks in north carolina showed up slept in the truck uh we all me and banjo both offered him a place if they wanted to come take a shower in the morning and all and i'm not sure if they ended up going over there or not but yeah they, they showed up with i think uh probably an 8-inch spoiler, like some stuff that really wasn't going to work at Sumter, so he gave him some advice and some some setup help and and they, they showed out the next night and had a really good run, but I just thought it was interesting that they just kind of showed up out the blue because they heard we had practice before the race on Saturday and ended up spending the night in the truck and, and it was just two of them and, and like, like they said, we some pole boys from North Carolina but we want to race and they showed up and the race they life. did the darn thing. What's that? That's the racing life. That it, that, it, that it is. That is the racing life. and Like like you say, Matt, when you go out of town for these two-night shows and stuff, I'll just blow up a, an air mattress, sleep in the trailer.
1: Well, we've only done one, and we had a hotel
0: room for that. Oh, that ain't legit. I got Come a, on, Matt.
1: I got, I got one coming up this year. I, I haven't figured out what I'm going to
0: do yet. Take you a tent. Uh, take, take you a, just a normal old tent and plot it out on the start-finish line. And see who says something first. Where's that at? Where's that race at?
1: Uh, t- mm, I gotta look that up too.
0: Oh well, look, look that. I'm not just putting you on. Be on the ball here, Matt. When you come to record for the Talking Dirt Podcast, we are on the ball. All right. None of this mumbo jumbo. I forgot stuff. We got <laughs> to be on the ball, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, just I'm just busting his chops, everybody. But uh. All right. So yeah, June we're gonna 3rd, figure out where. Where are you going?
1: June third, I'll be at Carolina Speedway. Then the next night, I got to go to Friendship.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, that's not exactly a double header at the same track. You can't really put a 10 on the front straightaway. Um. All right. All right. Hmm. I mean, you could just sleep at the track and drive the next morning, but I. Who's gonna do that? So, I mean, hey, we're, we're following along. Uh, Matt's going to put it on YouTube uh, one day, probably three years from now, but you guys are going to see how he, how he uh, got from one track to the other whenever uh, those races come about. So let's keep talking about Lakeview here, Matt. We got a little off topic there. Let's keep talking Again, about Lakeview the, here. Lake, Again, Yeah, it, it happens. So. We, got, we got a whole hour to kill. We're just trying to pump content for these guys. Um. Let's talk a little bit about Stock V8 here. A little bit of drama in this class at Lakeview. Ricky Gasque wins in Stock 8 driving uh, the Stubbs Chop Shop number 187. Uh, and then, Matt, what happens there? I heard uh, I heard a little Matt,
1: birdie. I heard he got his motor claimed. I'm not too exactly sure on that.
0: But. I believe that that was actually released by the track um, on Monday uh, on Eagle ninety two nine on the, the racing show that they did there. I believe Tim did claim or did... Uh, did say that the motor out of that car got yeah. claimed, so that's a big story, and who did it, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but if it is who I've been told it was, then that's a little bit of uh, a little yeah. bit of best friend drama, you know? A little bit of bad blood there, I guess. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd assume there I'm is, not, but...
1: I'm not up to date on the situation, so I,
0: I, I really ain't going to go to into it no, so no speculation here but yeah the motor out of the 187 at lakeview uh did get claimed and uh another shout out for for somebody who works at lakeview the best flagman in all of the land we talked about we talked about him last episode but john love it uh, absolutely killed it up in the stand this past weekend um i saw a lot of facebook posts and such about him and the, the funny part i think they got the carolina sprint tour coming up and kevin who is the uh the the uh, flagman for the carolina sprint tour who didn't show up at Sumter, i'm upset with you kevin uh about Mm -hmm. that but he shows up dressed in he shows up to these tracks dressed in the the classic flagman attire with an all white suit right all white suit i don't remember if he wears a top hat or not but either way kevin is freaking awesome um the way that he flags is pretty cool as well so yeah, uh, Kevin. Kevin uh, responded to Sean's Facebook post saying, uh, "Yeah, that's the soon-to-be second-best dress flagman in the state of South Carolina, or at Lakeview Motor Speedway." And I thought that that was absolutely hilarious. So uh, I can't wait to see both of those guys uh, in uh, in the flag stand on the same night. So that's pretty cool. And I also think that his uh, his girlfriend Lindsay raced in puff, right, Matt?
1: Yes, yeah, she did.
0: So Lindsay, uh, Lindsay's trying to to go fast and turn left while John sits up there and flags. You know what? Uh, okay, so real question here: If she actually starts to drive in legitimate race cars, are they going to let him flag her races? I'm not sure what kind of uh, like uh, uh, a a decision making role he's in, but wouldn't that be kind of biased? As
1: as long as it, there was no you know special treatment, I don't see where that. Was. Well,
0: I mean, I get that, but a lot of tracks will want to avoid that from the start. So i I'm, I'm just. I'm just kind of, like, wondering in my own head what would happen there, you know? Yeah. Like, if if she started, if she jumped up into, like, a stockade, you know, I'm not saying that Lindsay would or or whatnot. I mean, she does seem like she could do it, but I don't know if she will. Would that, I don't know if that would cause any drama. Oh, man, that's that's a lot to think about there. Oh, decisions, decisions, Timmy and Scott, get on it. Well, I
1: mean, you know, just as soon as a call doesn't go somebody's way, they're going to say something about it.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and yeah, I mean, we see it all the time with—I uh, see it all the time with a uh, family kicking out families. So, I mean, I know that it can be done, but I don't know if it will be done. Um. So yeah, Gaspy won in Stock Eight. Now, uh, in that Powder Puff race I just talked about, Ashley Best, who was racing for her father, who the night was kind of themed after. Um, I believe his name—what was his name? Gerald was it, Matt?
1: I believe so. I'm. I I just knew him as I'm, the Elvis. Elvis guy.
0: The Elvis. <laughs> the Elvis guy. The Elvis, Elvis guy. Yeah, that's right. They had the uh, the best family farms. Elvis. The best family farms. Twenty two race. Um. Again, I think it was. Was it twenty two hundred to win in Stockade? The gas we won, or was it twelve hundred? I
1: think. I think it, it might have been twenty two. Uh, i
0: think it was i'm not 100 percent sure on that one but yeah guess we won a lot of money and then got his motor claim he got a little bit more money for it so hopefully they have enough to buy a new motor i don't know um moving right along uh junior sprints match you actually had a little cousin racing in this one he wasn't yep. the winner nathan cumby was the winner but tell us about the little cousin who is he and and uh how do you
1: uh his name's lane gerald uh he finished
0: third is out of uh, how many cars You have any idea how many were there? I'm sure there were a bunch because oh. junior sprints are kind of a big deal in that area with the kids oh, yeah. that are coming up. And I even saw a post at, uh from Millbridge. They had six, so not, yeah. not too bad. He's obviously still learning and they'll get to the front. But that I mean I saw second year. I, I saw a post from Millbridge, dude. All the the big names, all of their kids are getting into racing, and it's freaking awesome to see, man. Got Kyle Strickler's son. You got Kevin Harvick's son, obviously, who's driving now. Got uh, Braxton Bush. I'm, I'm still waiting to see if uh, Kyle Larson's little little boy uh, gets into racing. Um, that one already did. Does, has he? I think he does. race at Milbury. I think I think he does because I think I saw a picture of him. Yeah. Um, the other day. He's, he's yeah, over that over might be one, right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did see him then. So Larson's kid races now. I mean, dude, all these these high profile guys the kids are starting to race and so we're quickly going to see what the next generation of, of talent is going to look like and speaking of the next generation of talent sumter's own uh dalton hodge uh john tried to call him the, the sumter county thriller i'd think you just shorten that and call him the thriller that's what i what i'm going to call him when he raises at sumter uh dalton hodge the thriller goes to a victory lane in scdra which is a little bit of a different stroke from what he's used to but Oh, yeah. He's adapting to front-wheel drive or back to front-wheel drive after he raced it a few years ago adapting very well once again uh, Takes a win at Lakeview and I hope to see him try and back it up at Sumter in the near future Because let's be real um, I don't know if he's scared to try and win an SEDRA race at the home track, but uh I hope to see Dalton try it um, in the, in the very near future. Another call. Out. I'm just calling here man. I'm I'm feeling it. I woke up this morning. And I chose violence Matt it's what I did I chose violence I want all the drivers to show me On the track that they are the best That's all I want Talk about it, be about it it's all I want. Exactly, don't talk about it, don't talk that junkie you Gotta do it on the track <laughs> Alright Enough call outs, I'm gonna to try to be a civil For the last 20 minutes of the show here um, Daryl Moran Waxes the field again in street stock And Matt, I'm just gonna tell you one thing They need to put a nerf on that man because it seems like he wins just about every week. Yeah, he's he's got
1: it rolling right now, man. That that car is just
0: it's just fast. Now, does he I, obviously you know him a little bit? Does he travel at all, or is kind of Lakeview the home track there? Yeah. He went to I'd think it was Talladega during the, really uh, during the
1: winter and finished okay. like I think he finished like 14th in the in the street stop race up there. What was that? I think it was that race where Michael Page was wrecking everybody.
0: <laughs> All out for Matt Bridgen. No, no, no. Wow, That's a big call there. You see, uh, one of the, one of the Michael Page cars up for sale now. You yeah. might can go. Uh, like you Michael might can go find. You can go find the. Uh, uh, gosh, what was the deal with that car back in the day? What was it? The um
1: What Was the Masterbuilt car the O the four that he won at with Volusia, and then got yeah, thrown well, out from what was the
0: Valve springs. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So a different car, but whatever. You can might can still figure out the valve springs with the the Longhorn they're trying to sell. Um. So yeah, shout out to Michael Page. I know he probably ain't listening, but if he is, how you doing? Um. Moving on from Lakeview, let's talk about the home track for me a little bit. Of course, I was on the call here, and this was a really uh interesting night because we uh adopted some new it rules. To try and, make- and it was a family. It was a family night. They that was 100 a family affair we'll get to that in just a second but we adopted a couple of new rules and uh, a frame of working the show that sped it up a lot and we we're trying to make our fans and racers a lot happier by getting them home and in the bed before uh well, the wee hours of the morning but speaking of the family event that that matt just kicked off uh three drivers with the last name uh ended up going to victory lane and that last name is very synonymous with sumter speedway and racing in the carolinas in general and that last name is mints mints Mince, mints all night long matthew Prison. Okay. and it started with one of our first features of the night which was the gm performance 602 mo- or 602 late model series man i butchered it while we were announcing the races i called them a the modified series because i just deal with so many different yeah. s- series and all this and I'm, I, I apologize to walter and everybody, I'm sorry I messed that up, but I the 602 two late models
1: are common around here.
0: And they're coming to Sumter next week. So that's kind of yeah. where my head was at. Um, I'll talk about that. later on it's and then little cousin miles who's been in the mon four scene now for a few years uh goes to victory lane putting three Mints boys in victory lane on the same night um so the uh the Mints family in total made a very very good chunk of change oh, yeah. and uh i did and finally met.
1: uh-huh just justin was that i watched it on
0: race monitor Justin was absolutely
1: fun. He he was over half a second faster than everybody else.
0: Justin Justin was posting times that were good enough to be in the top five of the super That's late model race that we had yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. that that six oh two was. He was on. Wrong. He was on every every single rail that you could have been on. He was on it. That thing was flying from start to finish. In the second late model race, and uh, I tell you what, the, the the kicker there was Justin was the only guy that was running both uh, both classes that took the time to take the roof off and put a so, uh, sail panel inside of the car oh, yeah. in between the features. That's and I that that's dude. That sail panel adds so much. Obviously, something runs uh, the Blue Ridge Body Rules package. Um, so yeah, that those modifications to that car. P- took it like seven steps up, dude. That thing, flying. By the time we got to the regular late models, and uh, Justin takes home that win, and uh, and I finally Matt paid up my uh my debt to Justin after he was the highest finishing car with a Kegel sticker on it at the uh at the Steel Block race. Uh, oh. Sorry to you that you didn't get that. <laughs> um, uh, I finally was able to pay Justin because after that Steel Block race, he they hauled tail before I could catch him. Uh, so I called him last night gave, or the other night and gave him that money. Uh, so Justin made a pretty penny as well as Austin and as well as, as miles, a uh, wins good money there for him as well. Uh, the, the street stock class, uh, this was a heck of a race between Austin Rodonis and Robbie Disher. Rodonis a little too, little too late. Uh, comes home second. Robbie Disher takes home his, I believe it'll be second now official win of the season. And, uh, he, uh, in, in the post-race interview, you can go back on the Sumter Speedway page and watch it. Um, I asked Robbie if, if he had proven his point, the, the point that he was trying to make, that he still had it and he was still one of the best in the game. And he said, uh, I believe he said something along the lines of, not even close, we're just getting started. So that one kind of opened some eyes there. Street Stock's about to get very interesting at Sumter Speedway, Matt. Oh, yeah, I mean. And, and it always is. It is, you know, it, it's, it's going to be nice to see Robbie back up front. It, it is, and we're going to see who else kind of emerges there. You know, Banjo was oh, Banjo oh, Duke oh. took the week off. Uh, Austin Rodonis was bad fast. Tanner was bad fast. Uh, Brett Williams, Britt Williams is, is always quick when he's there. You know, Brandon Grimsley, he was quick this past weekend. So street stock's about to be very, very prominent at Sunter Speedway once again, as it always is, and that's always been... One of those interesting classes, you know, a lot of people say that everybody just comes to the race to watch late models. And although that does put a lot of butts in seats at Sumter, you come to watch Street Stock. Yeah, it, it's point blank. You were,
1: when you were listening off those names, I was like, wow, that, that's, that's a lot of entertainment in one class. It is.
0: It, it's, it's a heck oh. of a lot of entertainment. And when you add back in the guys that visit every so often, if if Chris Player shows back up and he gets another Street Stock, if, if, uh, if Andrew Stone... If, dude, if Andrew Stone shows up again, the, the, the stands go crazy for Andrew Stone. They love that kid, man, and I love that kid, too. He's he's such a talent at such a young age. I think Andrew's now 15, and the boy's growing like a weed. And I saw him last year. He was shorter than I am, and this year, all of a sudden, he comes up with the same height, and I'm like, dude, what happened? When did you grow? And, now, and Andrew's just such a talent at such a young age, driving a street-stock car. Can't wait to see what his future holds? Did you see those pictures? Speaking yeah, of Andrew, about about do you, how about that? that? Yeah,
1: that that's what was up there.
0: Yeah, I'm, he look, he did did the same thing at Sumter, but I mean he caught some serious airtime uh, carrying the left front at Swainsboro, who had their uh, their Pine Tree 100 this past weekend, and uh, a lot of cars showed up for the, the Pine Tree 100. Let me real quick see if I can find results from that uh before I go any further because I do want to talk about the Pine Tree 100. That's one of my favorite events. Some Matt, if you have you ever seen the trophies for the Pine Tree 100. No, I haven't. They're all hand carved pine trophies. They're all they're all wooden, but they're all hand carved pine trophies uh for every class. And while David was racing uh 604s, that's kinda of why I want him to get back into 604s because those just the trophies alone at Swainsboro's uh, Pine Tree One Hundred. Make it absolutely worth the drive. Now let's see. Are they on race pass by chance? I'm kind of rambling here, trying to find this. Let's see. See, Senoia is, and they race. Let's find Swainsboro. Nope, don't see a Swainsboro for some reason. Well, let's look at Senoia. What did Senoia do this past weekend? i We usually just stick to the Carolinas, but screw. Them, we're in Georgia already. Let's go to Georgia. Um. Let's see. Features. 604 Crate Lay Bottles at Sonoya Raceway. Justin Shipley goes to victory lane over Jamie Maurice and Cody Haskins rounding out the top three. And uh, let's see. 15 cars there in a 604 Crate Race at uh, at Sonoya. is uh, a place they always have crazy car count, Matt. That's another but, place I think that you need to go to and re- at least see it, if not race it once. I want to. I want to go race it. is freaking awesome one of my favorite uh youtube videos that i ever put together was a night at senoya with uh david and uh and crew running uh supers uh southern all-stars that race was freaking intense that was a night that uh that david got put to the back after qualifying because he ran the wrong tires in qualifying and we had to come all the way from dead last to make the feature and then uh, had a good running in the feature. uh and speaking of Sonoya in the 602 charge division this past weekend jack smith Takes victory over Tommy Faulkner in 602 Chargers. Uh, and then in the second 602 Charger feature, Colton Herbert beats Matthew Cade and Dylan Brubaker for your top three. And then they ran limited late models on the night. Austin Horton in the 16 car goes to victory land over Dennis Hale uh, and Mark Page. Let's see if anybody else I know was in that one. Not. Doesn't look like it. So again, that was Sonoya, Just a couple of classes there, but they still had a pretty good, uh, pretty good run there. And I'm sad that I couldn't find Swainsboro because I wanted to list off the winners from the uh, from the Pine Tree 100, but uh, unfortunately couldn't find that. So I guess we're going to keep on with something here. We talked about the Mints. We talked about Robbie Disher. How about uh, Walter Anderson with a great pass with two laps to go to seal a victory, a uh, second victory in the season in the Thunder Bomber division um and then walt gave a really good interview after after that race as well um yeah we got we're onto something with thunder bomber at sumter that class is putting on spectacular shows and and it looks like right now with all these different tracks on a thunder bomber it's kind of the way to go when you talk about like stock v8 type racing
1: yeah
0: so uh yeah thunder bomber definitely a a, a hit at Sumter right now uh, Wesley Keller goes to victory lane, taking his first win in Extreme Four this season. Breaks Zach Bird after two in a row. Uh, Bird comes home second to Keller on the night, and then Paul Hewlett wins the Econo Four class in another great race. Hewlett now sits at two wins in a row, and then Super Street Tony Truett puts double down in victory lane. Um, he wins, uh, in dominating fashion, leading all 15 laps, uh. And, Matt, here's the the funny part. We were done racing at 10.30, which may be a record for Sumter Speedway. I'm not 100% sure, but it may be a record.
1: Never happens when I go. <laughs>
0: no, it doesn't. do doesn't even get close when you race at Sumter.
1: Here, here's my thing. I go to Sumter. Lakeview get done by 10.30. At Sumter, uh-huh. will get done at, like, 12.30. Yep. I, go to, I go to Lakeview. They get done at, like, 12.30. Sumter gets done at 10.30. I mean, that's happens all go, the time when I don't go to a track that 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 so early
0: there's just so many uncontrollable variables every oh, week yeah. depending on what what right. time you're going to get done and it happens at every track so i mean they we're we're trying our best to to get done at a decent time and we hope to continue this little momentum going forward um hopefully the racing stays as good as it was but i knew we, i knew we were on to something we were done with one feature and the sun was still shining that that says something right there oh yeah um and before I move on from Sumter, Matt, you got any uh any comments, concerns, questions about uh about any of the, the racing that we saw this past weekend?
1: none that I can think of.
0: None that you can think of? All right, I'll ask you that same question here in just a little bit. Um and again, for those of you wondering, Sumter is not racing this weekend. We actually uh, had a uh, a scheduled event or a leased event coming in. Uh and they will be here Friday and Saturday, the uh the Mayhem of Monsters or Yeah, the Mayhem of Monsters Monster Truck Tour will be at the toughest little dirt track in the South. That's one show Friday night, two shows on Saturday. I know I'll be at uh I may be at one of the Saturday shows. Uh, so come see me if, if you can. Um I believe I'll be at one of the Saturday shows. Got a got a bunch of Mother's Day stuff to do this weekend as well. So and happy Mother Day. Mother's Day to all the uh Hey. Mothers that are want that are listening uh, to the podcast out there, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts, um, yeah, Happy Mother's Day! I because uh, Matt, Matt, what you doing for your mama for Mother's Day this weekend?
1: We will be in Darlington.
0: <laughs> uh huh. That's exactly what I was about to talk about. Darlington. Uh, what is it now? The Goodyear Four Hundred, I believe, is this race, and and they've switched up the um the throwback weekend to this weekend and have you seen mr matt pridgen the throwback from team Trackhouse Racing?
1: racing oh, thought you shared it earlier
0: i did share it earlier and it is the coolest thing that i've seen in nascar yet this year
1: i i i'm not a byron don't fan tell me you're not a fan man. I'm not a Byron fan by any means, but I do like his throwback because I yeah I do. was a Jeff Gordon fan.
0: Yeah, okay, um, yes, I was a Jeff Gordon fan too, and and I, I like it. But you've got the the both the Earnhardt cars for Team track now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that's kind of unmatched think, there. I didn't both even those cool them, cars, that. and then again, Ross Chastain, the best thing going in the business. He, d- 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 cheering him on, y'all, y'all cheer on Ross Chastain every lap. I I went to Darlington back when Ross was driving the 15 car. Um like 4 years ago, I was the only person out of probably 40,000 or however many Darlington sets that were there that I cheered for Ross every single lap. Yes, I was a little inebriated. No, that doesn't matter. Um <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I cheered for Ross every lap that entire race. Um so I've been a Ross Chastain fan for now for a little while and to see him succeed is uh soothing to my little soul. Um and he's having a great season. Daniel Suarez uh, is driving that that uh, number ninety nine car, which is going to be themed after uh, Dale Earnhardt's Coca Cola car. They drove in the Bush years along with his son uh, Dale Jr., who drove the number one car at the time. That was a Coke sponsored entry. So both of those cars looked absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. If you guys see any of the look They're better yeah let me know yeah yeah, they are always looking good throwback Throwback. I I love the throwback week. yeah throwback weekend's awesome I wish they did it for the southern 500 in September but I mean hey at least we're getting it still Um, so yeah that'll be Darlington obviously Matt will be in Darlington in his same little family corner I will not be at Darlington Um, video I saw from last year I'll be in the same exact spot same exact spot as the 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 video that was on Wicked Fab last year
1: we we've been um, in that spot for years. I mean, I've at least for how long I've been going. You know, mm-hmm. I've been going since I was five or six. I haven't missed a race except for the spring race last year, which they didn't allow fans in. Mm-hmm. But and they've been in the same spot since way before it in too. Family tradition. Yes, sir.
0: Well, Matt, uh, with that being said, we're running out of time here. So so guys, yeah, make sure you check out uh go out of your way to check out some local dirt track racing in your neck of the woods this weekend. Uh without looking, I believe Lancaster may be running. Uh Cherokee should be running, I think. Yeah, Lancaster's running because the Ultimates are running a double yep. header uh this weekend. I'm not sure what the first race is on Friday night. I know Saturday they're at Lancaster. Uh Matt, do you have any Lawrence there? Lawrence there. Lawrence, they're at Lawrence oh, County yeah. Speedway on friday night they're at lancaster on saturday um faithful maybe running had not heard anything for them is uh lakeview running this weekend matt are they off uh, uh i don't know. you're supposed to be the lakeview guy come on man i'm sorry man but i whenever i look for Lakeview, i look for the guy from marion to give me an answer um but yeah, yeah. guys uh check out some local racing in your neighborhood uh this coming weekend or check out the memo of monsters monster trucks at sumter or heck then go oh, see man. Matt. If you're also, at Darlington
1: this weekend, what you got? Um, speaking of Lakeview, they are having voting up for their they got the nominees for their uh, Hall of Fame for this year.
0: It'll be the second um, uh, the second entries into the Lake uh, the Lakeview Hall of, of fame. fame. I remember they did one last year. It's pretty cool.
1: They got uh, this year's uh, nominees are Buckshot Cagle, Ed Gibbons, Tim Bryant, Mutt Powell, and Junior Johnson. Um, and they're taking how many? Three. Thanks. I think it's only three. Yeah. Okay. Um. So all you got to do to vote is just go on their page and like whichever picture of the person you see.
0: And without being biased here, Matt, which uh, which are you voting for? And do not tell me you clicked on all five. No, I didn't.
1: Uh, I voted for two. I voted and? for uh, Ed Gibbons
0: and Junior Johnson okay that makes sense i'm going to go in and cast a vote for buckshot cable because us announcers need love too and i'm also going to click it for my, my boy ed gibbons who uh whenever i'm able to get around to planning out and starting a sumter speedway hall of fame should be a first ballot hall of famer there as well um I'm, I'm kind of sort of working on that you guys are hearing the breaking news here first i'm trying to think of the the brainchild here to see if i can get like a building set up to have a legitimate Sumter speedway hall of fame um and other things I'm looking for, man, I've been told that in my general area, somebody owns the first ever track champion car from Sumter Speedway, and I would so desperately want to give them however much money they want for it to have it, and put it on display at the track. How cool would that be? That, that
1: would be pretty cool.
0: That'd but you awesome. know, obviously I live in Sumter and it'd probably get vandalized, uh, so I mean, eh, but I still would love to have it Use to put it, it on display. The space more. Or, yeah, if it, if it could still be put back together to run and drive, that, that would yeah. be cool. Um, so, yeah, if anybody listening to this knows where that car is and how I can get in touch with the person who has it, let me know. Um, uh, anything else that we need to cover here before we get going? Because we are, we are over the time limit here, Matt. Uh, nothing that I
1: can think of.
0: All right race fans. Well, thank you for joining us uh once again for Now Talking Dirt Episode number 4, Episode number 5 coming at you next Thursday. So be on the lookout for that uh on Apple Podcast, we're on Amazon Podcast, working on Spotify uh and we're also on the Podbean app. So wherever you're listening, make sure to leave a like, add it to your playlists, uh leave us a five-star review on Apple and tell your friends that they need to get on the ball here and start listening to the Talking Dirt podcast for For my co-host Matt Bridgen, I've been Ryan Williams. We will catch you all next Thursday. Y'all have a fun and safe weekend. Go catch some racing and let us know how it was.